welcome to our podcast. I clapped. So there's that. Um, our podcast is Sorry I'm Booked. I'm Allie. I'm Wendy. I'm Elizabeth. <laughs> I'm Kim. I'm Rebecca. They have their mouth full of food because it's our lunch break. So basically our <laughs> podcast is five friends that sit around at lunch and we talk about the books that we've read. And since tomorrow is Halloween... We are going to start with some spooky, scary Ooh. books. Scary. I want to sound Okay, well, I just want to go ahead and say first that yep. mine is an old classic that I'm sure that y'all have read. Or maybe not. I don't know. But I'm going to say it's Ooh. The Shining. And the reason why I want to talk about The Shining is because, I don't know, it was written, what, in the late 70s or mm-hmm. 80s. And you guys have seen the movie. There's one that's trippy. There's one that's a little closer to the book. If not, look it up. But here's the thing. Stephen King talks about a haunting and it sticks with my mind most more than anything else because it triggered a memory. Do you ever read something that's like, mm-hmm. I kind of know what he's talking about. And there's this scene where his mother doesn't have the shining, which means she doesn't see ghosts or anything supernatural or hear thoughts and that sort of thing. It's told, you know, through the five-year-old. So there's this part, the ghosts are haunting the big party scene. Mm-hmm. And so she's down, the, down in the ballroom and she's scared and she's like, I've got a vision of a party, but yet she can't see anything. And that kind of res- resigned with me because a lot of times we'll get scared. And what's scary is the other person's thinking the same thing you are, but you don't actually see anything. I thought that was very clever. It's very creepy. Have you read anything about the hotel? The hotel. The actual hotel? The hotel that he based that off of, like where he Mm-mm. stayed when he wrote it. Um, mm-hmm. It's supposed Ooh. to be very um, spooky and haunted, and he kind of based it off um, a hotel that he stayed in. Well, yeah, everything's kind of creepy, I guess, if you're sleeping in somebody else's Yeah. Can I <laughs> say how creepy it is that this is supposed to be coming from a five-year-old's mind? That shows how Stephen King writes. Well, he loves, he <laughs> yeah. loves the little ones. He know, loves religion. Mm-hmm. Like, he likes to throw religious stuff. Like, he's very oh, learned. Because I, yeah, I picked a Stephen King book, and it has religion in it. Carrie. Yes. He's mm-hmm. very, um, I think every book I've read by him has some sort of religious mm-hmm. aspect to it. He always mm-hmm. includes, and he's very knowledgeable about a lot of religions. I don't think it's just, like, one specific. Mm-hmm. Well, I remember one Halloween, I was with my friend Shylock, and her, that's her name. I'm not making it up. That's amazing. So she, her dad was a police <laughs> officer, and in LJ, our, our little police what is it, you know? Police force? Thank force? you. Well, where they stayed. What's it called? The police house? What's that? I'm just kidding. I don't know. <laughs> but it was a, tra- it was a trailer, you guys. Mm-hmm. It was a trailer because they were building it. And at the top of the hill was a cemetery. And so we were waiting for him to get off work before we started trick-or-treating. And so Debbie, Shylock's mother, said, let's go do a spooky cemetery walk. So we walk up the hill to the cemetery, mm-hmm. and she points to the tent and says, look, a fresh grave. Well, Shylock and I flipped out, started screaming, and it wasn't because it was a fresh grave. It's because we both saw a lady sitting under the tent with the gray, white hair, glasses, blue dress. I mean, it was, like, descriptive, right? So we start screaming and freaking out, and Debbie's like, what? What is it? And we look back, it was flowers, okay? (laughs) So we were like, maybe it was just the flowers, but the fact that I said, did she have on glasses? And she said, yes, I saw glasses. And it's like, what color was her dress? Blue. So that's what really creeped us out because for a second, we mistook the flowers for, the same for a very specific person. And that just kind of brought that back when I was reading about Mrs. Torrance saying, I know it's a party, but I don't see it. You know, so it's like, mm. I wonder how many hauntings and spooking we get because we have the image in our mind that we're not actually able to see it. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I really dig it. 
So this isn't really about a book, but I've got a question because um, I'm thinking that the three of you really like this genre a lot. Yes. And do the three of you all believe in ghosts? Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. And do you? No. I don't know that I do. I'm on the fence. I'm a yes. Well, I could be, listen, we could have a whole debate about this. But I just wonder how that affects our our reading and the Mm -hmm. lens that we read these books through. I mean, when you're reading that, you... Do you get spooked out? I do, and I think that's part of why we like this genre, because we enjoy it as human beings to be a little bit spooked. Sure. Mm-hmm. But if you don't believe that it's real, is it... Like, oh, when, I like if you're reading about... I like to entertain the possibility of, the, of it being real. Okay. And that's scary enough for me. Okay. I, like to, I, I do think I sit on the fence. I believe anything is possible. And so I do... You know, I just... I'm one of those, got to see it, First-hand kind of people. Mm-hmm. I guess I, I, maybe I'm a little more on the side where I'm not totally down with it or okay. believe in it. But I think it's possible. But I don't read a lot of ghost-related stories. I actually I do don't like either. Scary, but I don't read a lot that have like ghosts in it or things. So mine is that would be. definitely <laughs> ghosty paranormal. Yeah, right. She's been talking to me about hers all week. Like, oh my gosh, this just happened. And so <laughs> I'm excited to hear about yours. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. Go ahead. And it's yeah. it's set in England. Um, it's called the Dark Isle. And you know, from the very beginning, the prologue it introduces you to this paranormal entity or whatever you want to call it that is involved in the entire story, even though it spans like a hundred years. But basically, what they're trying to do is figure out what this they call it the follower is and how it came about. And you're jumping from character to character to character as they're trying to figure out exactly what's going on. Um, and they're just starting to catch on. They're starting to figure out, oh, wait, this ties to this and that ties to that. But basically, this thing will follow you because you're the cursed one. And once it catches you, it kills you. But other people can't see it. So they have no idea what's going on. So it's very definitely... Uh, keeps you on your toes, keeps this, uh, the spine tingling, keeps you wondering what's going to happen next. And this it poor like guy, the movie, it follows. The main character can't mm-hmm. has not yet. I mean, he doesn't know why he's feeling like this, why he's losing weight, why he feels like there's always somebody watching him, and he's had a dead friend visit him three times. So that's really confusing, especially when some nurse walked into the room and saw his dead friend. <laughs> But nobody else can. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Listeners, I want to describe what you're hearing. That gurgling sound that sounds like our stomach is actually someone's ringtone because that's, that's nice. Um, and, and I don't even know. The sad thing describe. is I thought I turned the sound down. I'm like, twice what? now. Someone's digestive is just bad. And then you've got, like, they're peeling some sort of grapefruit. Like, I mean, they're really trying here. And it sounds, I don't even know how to describe it. There's it just sounds like, it sounds like denture residue. Like, if you're, if you're you know, it's like, but anyway, okay. here's my theory on haunting. Okay. Yes. Okay. I do believe that there are people who see ghosts and I have a theory on that. Please don't think I'm crazy. And I apologize, Colin, if this is marriage's use, but I, I do believe that time is in ribbons. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it just kind of overlaps. A lot of times when people mm-hmm. see a ghost, they're not interacting them. It's somebody walking in a gown, you know, down a, a particular staircase or it's a soldier and this sort of thing. I wonder sometimes 
if there's some way that we're seeing in the past at the same time they're seeing someone in the future just but not interacting you know it's not a ghost but it's an echo or a glimpse through time well there are separate there are different types of ghosts and one is is uh, supposedly like that where they mm-hmm. do the same thing over and over and over again because it's a um, I don't know what they call it, like a like a relapse ghost. Mm-hmm. Like it just plays on a on a player over and over and over again. And then others are like almost like poltergeisty, where they can actually like do other stuff and make decisions. And, and see, mm-hmm. I don't really believe in that though. I oh, think I hundred percent do. do you, I don't want to talk about it. No, no. <laughs> that's too scary. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But do you believe that things mm-hmm. can, you know, absorb energy? So, for yes. example, you go, like, for example, if you go into a place in a room, you're like, I, I don't like it here. I just want to go, and you don't know why. Mm-hmm. Or um, you walk into another place, you'll say, I love this. And I, I think that I'm very uh, careful about art because I feel like if someone is not in a good state of mind when they create it, it's probably going to have some sort of residual around mm-hmm. it when you have it. So I, I do believe that, that energy that is absorbed and transferred. So. I could see that. Mm-hmm. My book, I also chose Stephen King. I was a late adopter to the horror genre. I think I always thought I would be too scared by it, but I do really like suspense. And I read, well, I started by reading Stephen King's nonfiction on writing, and I was like, this is so good. It's amazing. So I picked out, I picked Carrie as my first horror book, like official horror book, and I read it in a day. I loved it. Wow. It was his first novel that he wrote and he was still I think he was still teaching when he wrote it back in 1975 like he says in his not in on writing that he's like in his washroom Mm -hmm. typing it away and um it had a lot of paranormal uh, well she has like telekinesis not so much paranormal but she has the telekinesis and can move things and set things on fire and explode things and lock doors and it was very the um, iconic scene of the spilling the bloods and all of the that. spilling the blood yeah everybody thinks of that <laughs> i've never seen the movie but i know that scene sissy spacek with the blood running down mm-hmm. her face I, I think about how mm-hmm. horrible that would be for a teenager i mean we're we're, we're just trying to well, make it through the day without cussing can you imagine if you had like set a fire accidentally that'd be <laughs> just quite traumatic I think Mm -hmm. half the time, did I say that out loud, children? Did you hear me say that? (laughs) Okay, good. I I kept it in. (laughs) And the stuff with the religion, her mother is so, like, overly Mm -hmm. religious and practices a very strict faith and and shuts her in this closeted space and won't let her out. And that that brings out some of her um, abilities. Um, Mm -hmm. It was very interesting. To me, as a mom, did it scare I you? Did. It did. I didn't want to scare my kid. Sure. Mm-hmm. Don't lock her away in a room. That's I'm not going to lock her in a room. Not that I would do that, but <laughs> still. Yeah. And see, things like that uh-huh. that you know could really happen mm-hmm. any day, every day. It's probably happening somewhere. Right. Scares me more than the thought of a ghost following. Yeah. Me. Plain and simple. Okay, I'm irrational. It's just but too it's not. realistic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, yeah. Mm-hmm. The realistic part. And so, you know, you say that you're open to, like, okay, I'm not going to say there's no, because, you know, you don't know everything. That's more Mm -hmm. of where I'm at. I'll think scientifically, how do you explain it? Just like we saw, we didn't see an old woman, we saw white roses. But the fact that it's, we saw, we, in our minds, saw the same thing, that didn't, that was Mm -hmm. scarier than, like, me too. Like, why did we see the same thing and thought we saw the same thing? 
Mm-hmm. Okay, so if you don't believe in ghosts, mm-hmm. do you believe in like possession or demons and things of that sort? I do. I do too. Uh, absolutely. In the Bible. That's what my book's about. Absolutely. Did you see that? Did you see what I did there? What you did right there? I nailed it. Y'all really believe that? Oh, I have such a hard time with that. So, I brought the cover of my book because the cover of my book is just really unsettling to me. Mm -hmm. And I had it laying on my um, nightstand and I'd have to like turn it over because I'm a big baby. So, my book is called My Best Friend's Exorcism. And for those of you who can't see, the picture is like a yearbook, like an 80s yearbook. But the front cover has... um, this girl and she's turned backwards like slouched over like rag raggedy looking hair and i just feel like at any moment she could turn around and you would just see the most grotesque face Mm -hmm. and it would Mm -hmm. just be so terrifying and Mm -hmm. i don't know what it is about it but it is absolutely terrifying um to me so i had to turn it over several times so basically this book was written in 2016 but it's written like it was back in the 80s mm-hmm. which is really fun so they like reference all these fun 80s uh songs and whatnot but it's these two friends and they've been best friends forever and um all of a sudden they they went on like a, a girl's trip mm-hmm. and one of them gets lost in the woods and they don't find her for like a full day and when she comes back she's not the same and something mm. happens in the woods that you don't know. And she starts, um, she goes like a long time with, like she'll stay away from school and then the friend goes to see her and she's got like raggedy hair and she's lost all this weight and she's just clearly not herself. And then one day she's back at school and she looks normal and she's back to her normal self. And the only difference is, is that she no longer is trying to be friends with that friend, that they've been friends, you know, since they were like fifth graders. And they're in high school now. And the whole thing just follows them um, going through realizing that she is possessed and that something has taken over her body and something is out to get the friend. Does the girl who's possessed realize it too? Yes, because there are times when, like, she comes out and she'll be like, help me. Mm -hmm. And then she's gone. And it's that part really creeps me out of, Uh, like, the something's happening to me and I can't. I can't even control my own body at this point. Okay, so talk about it rationally for modern day, for people that are scientific. If you said you had a friend that comes back and she stops taking care of herself and she looks gaunt and and nasty and then she comes to school and she's fine some days, what does that sound like to y'all? mental illness. Not only that, but drug drug abuse. abuse. I'm just saying that someone could explain away possession and what that's like because it's like a... A parallel to drug abuse. Mm-hmm. You do it to numb yourself, but then all of a sudden you're a shell of the human you were. You take away from the people that love you. You rob and you feel regret, but you can't stop it no matter what. Always lie about it. It's just very similar to inviting something in that's supposed to make you feel better, but it makes things worse, the whole idea of possession. Mm-hmm. So that was that. Something that I found really cool about this book was that, yeah, it was a spooky story, but it also... The author did a really good job of almost turning it and making it into um, a book about these two friends who were basically soulmates. Like you follow them from high school and then it jumps even further and, and the, um, the terror that has gone mm-hmm. on with them, it, it goes and goes and goes. But it's these two friends and they just have this undying bond and it's a really cool um, kind of connection that they have. And it's, yeah, I just thought the author did a really good did job. Did you read the whole thing? Mm-hmm. So were you satisfied with the ending, or yeah. you're like, I wish I hadn't read it? No, I was satisfied with okay. the ending. Because sometimes mm-hmm. I hate that when an author wants to, you know, just be normal and, or like or surprise you with that life isn't, mm-hmm. uh, well, life isn't about like your friend being possessed either. But, you know, just let's let it end well, please. Yeah. It, like, had, a, it <laughs> had a decent ending. <laughs> a 
Let's see, mine surprised me. And I'm like, no, this is not how this ends. And then I find out that the next book is a continuation. Mm -hmm. So it almost made it okay that it ended that way. Mm. She came in this morning and she said, okay, I finished the book. And I didn't, I was not happy. I was not happy. And then she said, oh, but there's a second one, so I'm okay. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. Well, I haven't finished mine quite yet. And I have actually am reading, for the very first time, Dracula. Which I love. I love it. I just, I just don't want to put it down. And it is kind of, it's, it's, uh, it's creepy, but it's not making me afraid to live in the woods. It's like creepy in a real way, creepy. Though. Yeah, yeah. Did you ever watch Dracula Dead and Loving It? Mm-mm. Okay. No. What? Were you <laughs> laughing? Leslie Nielsen? No. It's like a spoof. Oh, yeah. Like a, oh, it's oh, like, oh, it's like, like an appropriate movie to watch. No, yeah. it's like a spoof. Okay. And okay. it's oh, so good. So just drop that banana. <laughs> and there's no such thing as a 50-second, I mean, three-second rule with bananas, because when you drop it, it will it will get the hair. Absorb it. Yeah. <laughs> it's on the floor. It puts it all up. Yep. That's um, right. But, yeah. I, uh, what, what are you, what are you digging about it? What is it that you love? Well, I love just the whole mis. I love, you know, mystery anyway. So I think that, and then the whole, um, it's interesting having read all of Anne Rice, the vampire series, and then not ever having read this, like, beginning of, but, which is not really the beginning, because I'm guessing that vampires existed since, like, Greek literature and all of that. I mean, apparently some of the research I did. Yes. So this is not the first time that vampires have been written about. So I would like to do some research and see how much of what um, he wrote, he kind of reinvented. reinvented. Mm-hmm. I love that you want to do the backstory of it. Like you want to research, like how you did with the horror genre. genre. You're yep. like, this is why we like it. And this is, you know, I, I appreciate <laughs> the psychology of it all. Right? Yeah, the backstory right. of it. That's so. cool. I remember when I read it, I enjoyed the the way the author writes oh, up, yeah. like details that they like slip mm-hmm. in there. Well, and it's all a journal or a letter or it, that's how the story is told, mm-hmm. and that's kind of an interesting. But the kind but of the like getting he, a peek into yeah. their, you know, inner thoughts. It's good. And, mm-hmm. Have you ever read like, it? No, I, I, mm-hmm. I have not actually, but I was thinking, or maybe I have. I don't remember it. It may have been one of those ones that was assigned to me, and I cliffed it because mm. I was working full-time. Now, I do read stuff for real now. I was explaining to children, even with the story that we're reading, Walk Two Moons, If they're like, we should make it into a movie. I said, if it were a movie, nothing would happen in the movie. It's more about your sensory language and right. having a virtual experience as mm-hmm. this character. It wouldn't be a movie. But it would not be a good movie. Um, but anyway. Yeah. Have you read Dracula? No, no, I haven't. As my mother would call it, Dracula. <laughs> Dracula. Because everything that ends in A, she adds an R to. Uh, so I have a I'd great idea. I'd be Rebecca. You'd be Rebecca. Yeah. And I've been called that before. But, but Dracula. I'm like, Mom, you've been in America your whole life. I wear it. Why? Oh, oh the joys. Gosh. Okay, so yours ends That's well. Mm-hmm. Mine has a, yeah, mine has a... An okay ending. Like, I felt, it, mm-hmm. I'm not saying that it ends well for everybody. I'm just saying it's an okay ending. It's a resolution. Yeah. The stuff that always scared me was, okay, we, we might, it sounds like we're being invaded. Mm-hmm. We could be. No, they're just out in the hallway. Okay. Here we are in this deserted hotel. It almost sounds like there's children in it. Maybe what is the goes. legend of this? Maybe and we're back at the Shining. <laughs> and we're back at the Shining. I, I want to read all of these now. 
The Shining is really good. It's a yeah, it's really good. It's not to me. It's not a scary book. It's just fascinating how he tells it and the way that he the child perceives it because he does a really good job right. coming from the five year old's perspective. He's I don't like, know. He I found really there understand. to be some spooky parts. I don't know that scary is. It, right. There were some parts where I was like, but oh, it wasn't like I'm going to have to cut this. Mm-hmm. Whereas Desperation. I, I'm like, I'm going to have to take a break from this because it actually messed with me a little it bit. It is so scary. I didn't pick that one. I even wrote on my paper mm-hmm. that this book I picked was not my top picks mm-hmm. because the, the books that have scared me the most are Let the Right One In and Desperation. Mm-hmm. Oh, goodness. Desperation well, I read is terrifying. The, um, the Talisman that I guess Stephen mm-hmm. King did with Peter Staub, mm-hmm. as I didn't yeah. say that. And uh, I just remember, and I read that a long time ago, and... Uh, I was afraid when I was alone. I was afraid. I was thinking about that goat thing. I don't even remember what it was. It's still, when I think about mm-hmm. that thing outside of that tunnel, it still gives me just shivers. Um, yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, no. When I was a kid, the things that always scared me is the idea of the, your loved ones not being who they are. So, you know, the body snatchers, really mm-hmm. creepy. Um Zombies. Yeah, I you know, It's it. your loved one. You see it, but mm-hmm. then but it's not they're real. dangerous. The, and that shows up in desperation, where uh-huh. it's like you oh, think yeah. it's one thing, well, but then it's another thing. Being a country girl, I would drive back from you know Young Harris to L.A.J. and there's all these back roads, and I was listening to Desperation mm. on my cassette tape player, mm. um, and I remember thinking, if a police officer is behind me, I will not pull over <laughs> until I find lights. Because that was because the I whole, don't want yeah. that situation. It was really, really creepy. So if y'all read it, it'll it'll give you nightmares. I won't read that one. It's it's a good, mm-hmm. it's scary. But, but I the will stand, read which is also kind of similar. I didn't read that. Read it. It's okay. so good. Okay. Old one. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go ahead and cut us because we have a class in two okay. minutes. Okay. Mm-hmm. So um, everybody, please go to iTunes and rate, review, and subscribe to us because that'll help us grow in the charts. If you have comments or you want to get in on the paranormal or you want to, you know, give us your favorite horror story, email us. Our email is sorryimbookedpodcast at gmail.com. Um, we're also on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. So you can, um, you can interact with us there. And if you uh, send us stuff, we'll start reading your emails and tweets and whatnot on the podcast. And everybody, if you have something negative to say, please know that we just won't believe it. So just save your save your breath. <laughs> <laughs> okay.